Hey everybody, welcome back to The Gong, the podcast about sales at startups. My name is Adriel, and this season we're talking about sales at my startup, Riveter. It's been a few months since my last podcast episode uh, after going almost every week uh, through the founding of Riveter, so let me just give a few reminders. So Riveter started um, in March or so of 2020 to help the unemployed. We started right before COVID really got going, but the timing nevertheless worked out, and we really changed quite a bit. Uh, in the beginning, we started as a discount platform for the unemployed. Our thought was, hey, let's help people who are unemployed save money on classes, on wellness resources, on career coaching, things like that. And I'm thinking about a couple different ways to monetize things like advertising, things like outplacement. And it was working a little bit, especially around advertising. We had companies um, paying to advertise to get in front of job seekers. And that was really cool. It was working a little bit. But really the big problem there for us was that there was no community and there was no engagement. It was sort of just like a list of stuff you could buy and unemployed people were certainly spending money on stuff. They bought classes, they bought coaching, things like that. But it was just a list of stuff to buy and perhaps it's something we should have stuck with. But because we wanted to build something with a lot more community, a lot more engagement in the product, we took a long, hard look in the mirror in December of 2020 and said, all right, what can we build that has community built into it that is an engaging product people stay on, come back to over and over again and, and contribute to uh, and ha- solves a very, very specific need for the same audience of people who are employed, people who are looking for jobs. Um, I spoke with probably 20 of our members just, again, broadly trying to understand what their problems are, what they worked on, what they thought most about. And the interviews came up a lot. Uh, there are a lot of solutions for resumes out there. There's a lot of sort of broad career coaches. But interviews, there's no certainly no free tools. Um, there's one or two decent, like pretty good tools that exist out there um, that are either expensive or really targeted at university students or things like that. And they really lack community and networking, which is so important for our audience. So we made a really tough decision in December and said, all right, let's pivot away from all the discounts that we've been doing and let's go to uh, interviews. Let's create an interview platform, a community where job seekers can answer different questions, watch how they watch how other job seekers answer questions to learn from it, upload their own answers, get feedback from each other and go there. Uh, I want to I guess take a quick pause there and you know think about the challenge of moving away of pivoting away from the first idea. We did that partially on the advice of a bunch of investors who were like, well, this isn't engaging enough, this isn't sticky enough, this isn't community-based enough, um, and maybe we weren't growing quite fast enough. But I, I sometimes have regrets around that, honestly. I think this like unemployment ID that we were building, this student ID for the unemployed, was really cool, and nothing existed like that. And if we were able to keep doing that to identify people as unemployed, to give them discounts, you know, like I talked about on this podcast before, to uh, their phone bills, their utility bills, different restaurants locally. If we were able to figure out how to do that, that'd be really impactful for somebody who is unemployed and also impactful for businesses and to just create this better world. So it's hard to say if I regret or don't regret moving away from it, but it is, it is, I still think there's something very exciting there. And, and we just had to, nevertheless, we made the decision because we wanted more community, more engagement. 
perhaps that business would have worked. Perhaps one day it will work um, with somebody else or with my my take two. But that was that was certainly a tough decision. I think it's something that many entrepreneurs figure out all the time of when to move away, how to move away. Uh, there's this book called Traction by uh, the CEO of DuckDuckGo, whose name I'm forgetting. And he wrote in there, uh, it was a great book about how to find traction. He just wrote that oftentimes entrepreneurs pivot away a little bit too early. Was this a case of us pivoting away a little bit too early? I don't know. I don't know. Hard to say. But nevertheless, it took us about three or four weeks to build the first product of uh, inter- interview training community and it went really well almost right away um so you know one of the business models we were thinking about was it could be a coaching marketplace so job seekers for free post their different interview answers and give each other feedback and they can also book coaching and we'd find career coaches who would come in give feedback to job seekers to riveter members post their own answers and then if their feedback was really good enough their answers were really good job seekers can actually book them through a Riveter and connect with them for a mock interview or something like that. As we were exploring that possibility, which is could be a direction we go, I spoke to a coach who said, no, this isn't for me. I've got a good business going. I don't need new clients like that. But why don't you speak to a friend? Her friend was the CEO of an outplacement firm who loved it and literally bought it on the first call. She goes, yes, this is awesome. How much? I'm in. This is great. I love it. Let's do it. And so... That was really promising. We, we had hardly finished the product like the week before. Our homepage was still the old stuff. Like we were, we were totally just getting started and right away she bought and paid. Um, shortly after that, I did a talk for a group and another coach reached out and said, oh my God, this is awesome. I wanna give this to my clients and encourage them to use it. And he bought and paid right away as well. Actually at a slightly higher price than another coach. And it was really cool to see so that traction started coming in really quickly and we started saying all right can we give this as a tool to coaches that coaches will pay for to provide some premium versions of it to their clients and it's still working a bit we definitely have coaches who are continuing to pay to do that Um, but we need one of the big challenges has been engagement of the user and here's what i mean it is incredibly valuable to record yourself, watch yourself, get feedback from a third party, think about how you can improve, things like that. Um, I've actually been, you know, it's been a little over a year of Riveter, the pay is not great, as in pretty much zero, and it's just time to get a paying job. So I've been interviewing a bit at other companies and using Riveter a lot to practice, and it is truly awesome. I find myself really improving, really thinking about my answers ahead of time, so that when I get to the interview and I get asked one of those questions, I'm ready, and it's really cool. However, it's also scary. It's scary to record yourself if you don't know why you should. It's scary to watch yourself. It's scary to feel like you sound stupid. It's scary to not be totally sure if this answer is private or not or where the data is going or who's going to steal this video and put it out over the internet or any of that stuff. It's really scary. So we have users joining. We have a bunch of users, you know, a solid percentage about I think 40% of users are watching multiple videos and watching each other interview. But recording videos is actually like, I think, 5%. 5% of our users actually go and record an answer. And that's really low. Um, that, that's, that's 
that needs to be improved. And I think the problem is all those things I mentioned. It's the privacy. I actually asked a lot of our users and they talked about the privacy uh, concerns. They said, oh, I know it's good for me, but I haven't made time. Or they said, I don't really want to practice unless I have an interview coming up. And then I sort of got my old system or some user just fine kind of writing it out on a Google Doc and talking to themselves or some talk to their kids or things like that. Um, and so I think we need to figure out how to get engagement going because coaches who say, oh, this is an amazing thing, I, you know, it's almost like doctors prescribing a medicine to a patient, but if the patient doesn't take the medicine, the medicine doesn't work. So we've got to figure out how to make our medicine, you know, chocolate flavored um, instead of instead of medicine flavored. So, so that's one of the things we've been working on. So um, right now we're designing, we're just about finished designing, so hopefully in about two or three weeks it'll be launched, a dashboard that's a lot more gamified. That's like, hey, you know, uh, you, you can move up in the ranks of practicing and you get little rewards and badges for practicing more, which feels really good. And you get to see what other folks in the community are doing. And hey, this person in your group or who's similar to you because they have a similar title or similar years of experience recently practiced. So you can practice too. And so the goal is really to increase that engagement as much as possible. Now, as we are thinking about engagement, obviously anyone who's listened to me talk before knows I'm always thinking about the monetization as well. And so coaches are paying to provide this to their um, uh, to their to the people that they work with. Coaches, outplacement firms, um, recruiting agencies uh, do a lot of coaching of job seekers. So that's something we tried again. The problem was engagement. So um, some joined and paid. Some some joined on a free trial and didn't convert. Um, one of the things I was also curious about is can coaches make money off of this, right? Maybe maybe there's people who can't afford $150 an hour, which is what a lot of coaches charge or more, but they can afford 80 bucks um, and they'll get a couple of hours of practice on Riveter and it'll be a lot cheaper. Or maybe people don't like working with a coach one-on-one, -on -one, being vulnerable in front of a person. Maybe they prefer the video format. Um, so maybe they practice on Riveter, they get feedback, they, they go again. And so I created a landing page on, on Bounce, this cool lately uh, landing page builder. And I said, hey, coaching from Adriel, I'm an interview coach, You know, here's what it looks like, whatever. And within two weeks, I actually had something like 10 people fill out a form and four or so people pay, about $67 is where I priced it in the beginning for coaching through Riveter. And that was really cool because it works really fast just through ads. And it's not like I have a real coaching brand or an audience or things like that. It just worked for me from the copy. And it was awesome. I assigned specific questions based on what I learned from the LinkedIn profile or the resume or the interviews they had coming up. I told them to go and practice on Riveter. They practiced and answered different questions on Riveter. I would watch their answers and then I would leave them feedback and they'd practice again. Two of these had such good experiences that they actually booked again. I basically said, I'll work with you for about two weeks uh, or for one interview, you know, one job description. They had a good experience that they booked again, which is really great. A um, couple told their friends and, and so that grew quite a bit. And so now the thought is, can we actually get coaches to make money off of this and list this on their website or their LinkedIn profile as one option to book them with um, and, and they can earn revenue doing this, which would be really, really great. So that's one other thing as we're uh, as we explore how to do this. So where I'll end off today is also the challenge that we have of the balance between community 
and revenue. So we're starting to charge job seekers a bit to be able to create private videos that they don't have to share with the community or to get coaching through Riveter. But when we charge people, we get revenue, yay, but they don't contribute to the community because they're gonna get feedback directly from a coach or they're paying just to practice on their own, keep their videos private. And if it's free, then they're gonna, if they use it, they're gonna contribute to the community. So yay, but we don't make any money off of it. So how do we keep that sustainable? So this challenge of, you know, we don't wanna put ads on there, things like that. This challenge of, do you emphasize community and say, we're gonna make this amazing free tool and everyone's gonna help each other out and everything we do is free, free, free and really based in community? Or do you monetize by charging people for private videos or coaching or letting coaches use this with their clients that don't contribute to the community at all? And it's tough. I think community and networking is such an important part of job search and of what our, our users look for and ask for and want. They're always trying to connect with more people, um, talk to more people, things like that, that we've really got to figure out what that balance is for us. And that's not super clear at the moment. So I <laughs> uh, hope you guys enjoyed listening to this rant of all my thoughts. Um, I'll try to do this a little more regularly, maybe every other week or so as things change and come up and just as I brainstorm new ideas. Um, if you have thoughts about, please join Riveter. It is free. It always will be to some extent. Uh, Riveterworks.com. If you are job searching, um, we're no longer just for the unemployed. Anybody who wants to do interview prep to get a promotion within their current company or looking for a new job or just working on communication skills, it really is an awesome tool and I've used it a lot and loved it a lot. And we have some people who are absolute power users who have recorded a hundred different video answers coming every day to do more. It's really awesome. So if you have thoughts on the platform, the product, the direction, monetization, building more engagement, any of that, I would really love to hear them. Uh, my email is adriel at riveterworks.com. Um, please reach out there, reach out on LinkedIn at alubarski2 and would love to know what you're thinking, where we can improve. So I'll keep you guys updated about where we go. And until next time, happy selling.